Blog Talk Radio. inviting me on your show. Oh, no, no. Thank you for uh, taking time out to come on the show. I really appreciate you. And um, uh, congratulations on the new uh, the new book, uh, Bloodline, correct? Correct. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, before we talk about the book, if I could um, ask, uh, how have you been doing through this uh, whole pandemic that we're going through? Oh, right. You are so kind to ask. Uh, every, everybody in my family is, is healthy, um, which is good news, obviously. And I, um, I'm an introvert, and so I kind of don't mind being stuck at home. It's just the world's on fire, which is not great. How, how are you doing? How's your family? Oh, uh, we're, we're okay. I mean, we're okay. You know, I've, uh, I've lost a you know a lot of people to to you know the oh. COVID so you know I'm but so uh, sorry yeah but you know I'm I'm hanging in there you know good good it's rough <laughs> you know you got yeah. the um and hopefully we got a new administration coming in so hopefully oh, things will uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was laughing at uh, Trump, um, how he's trying to find every loophole to, you know, seek a second term. <laughs> I know it's it's um, psychotic, and I mean that as a medical diagnosis. You know, I'm not a doctor, right? It's not just uh, being bad at your job. It's like psychosis. Absolutely, it's just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, oh, and you know what? That's Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say that was sort of the inspiration for Bloodline is like what sort of people are, how do you follow somebody like that? Like what has to be disconnected in your head and heart to make that make sense? I'm not even sure. I, I, it's, I, I don't know. Um, I, it, there, there are issues with, uh, there are some, uh, I don't want to label him, but there are some mental issues with him. As much as um, mm-hmm. when he uh, told us back uh, a little before, back when we were at the peak of it, to uh, mm. uh, drink bleach, or he was going to uh, <laughs> enforce um, Clorox to make chewables. So I knew something was wrong with the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and I was hoping that no one, uh, no one would actually do that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was following Ashley 
drink some bleach. I hope that no one did that. I hope that no one did. Right. Um, nevertheless, um, again, thank you so much for uh, coming. I really appreciate it. If you could, before we talk about the book, um, Bloodline, which I was reading a little bit earlier, um, tell us a little bit about um, your journey to uh, become a, a, a successful author that you are today. Yeah, well, thank you for asking. So, Bloodline, uh, which comes out January 1st, is my 20th book. And so I've been plugging away for many, many years. Um, It actually, so I grew up in a family, uh, my mom's an English teacher, and so we had books around all the time. And it seemed like like a dream career, but it also seemed kind of impossible. So I went to school to be a teacher and uh, became a college professor, and I've been working both jobs for the last 22 years, and I'm finally able to go into writing full-time. Oh, that's amazing. You know, I, I love I love English, and um, not to um, sidetrack, but I always, that was all, coming in school and in college, that was always one of my favorite areas, because I love to write, uh, and I love to express myself and give ideas. So, um, oh, good. So when the, do, so do you when still the, write? So when, okay. No, no, I, I kind of stopped. I stopped writing like I used to. Cause I used to love to do it, but I stopped. Like on the assignments, um, the teachers say, well, you have for all the professors will say, oh, you have a 20-page um, to turn in. And I, would, I wouldn't even type. I would, just, <laughs> I would literally write it out, write 10 and 15 pages. Like this continues to write, write, write. But um, I guess now I don't know what changed, but I would love to get, actually get back into it and just, you know, so um, I, I really respect like the English, the, the English uh, subject. It's really interesting, and, and you know, it's a lot. I love it. Yeah, me too. Um, what was the? Uh, I know January uh, that you know this book will be released, but what was the uh, inspiration behind it? What was you know to come up with this title and the um, the uh, subject of the book? Yeah, yeah, thank you for asking. It was actually three different things came together at the same time. Um, The first was Bloodline is inspired by a true story. So in September 1944, a six-year-old boy uh, went missing from my hometown of Painesville. I wasn't born yet, but it it was a story that everybody talked about and was sort of passed down the line. And it was very evocative because when he went missing um, he left he left kindergarten and he just was not supposed to be allowed to leave but he left and he disappeared and he was wearing a sailor suit so just this sweet little boy who um, walked away and was never seen from again and it sort of took over central Minnesota the um, civilian air patrol was brought in bloodhounds were brought in but they never found him and I was reading a story about it after the fact and the local sheriff in 1944 was interviewed and was asked, what do you think happened uh, to Jackie? And he said, I don't know, but there is something off in that village. And that village is Painesville. It's my hometown. And there's just something really creepy about that sentence. And, um, and also Jackie has never been found. So I kind of wanted to bring attention to that, but also explore, explore what could possibly be off in Painesville. Um, And then that was the second part of the inspiration was it's, it's a small town cult thriller. So bloodline is a small town cult thriller. And there's something for me extra creepy about small towns. And I grew up in one and I love them, but also in small towns, if, if you're, if you're uh, attacked, it's personal, right? It's just a very personal thing that in a larger city, it might not be. 
Um, and then, and then the third part was I was just I was talking to a relative about about politics uh, over a year ago, and there was it was a specific issue. So President Trump had said it was like January of 2019 had said that he never said that Mexico would pay for the wall, and so I, she said that well he didn't. So she agreed with what with that, and I said, but you can find video of him saying it. It's it's out there, and she said, well you can't always believe video. They can doctor it. And so I got to thinking, if we can't believe somebody's words, what do we believe? And that sort of sent me down the rabbit hole of bloodline, of what do we believe and what, what do we tie our allegiance to? If we don't believe facts, if we don't believe our own eyes and ears, then what do we believe? And so those three things came together for the book. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I this, this it, it sounds a little like um, in those small towns where um, – with certain things happening, there's all, and then maybe like 40 years or 20, 20 years later down the road, they actually, all the clues come together, somebody picks their case back up, and then it's, and then it's solved. Um, You're exactly right, sound, yep. This, this, this kind of sounds similar, uh, when I was reading a little bit about this, kind of sounds similar to that. Um, is, is this kind of similar to the, the, the book that, you know, um, the book Bloodline? Yeah, right. That that's exactly that's exactly how it happens. So the book opens with the 1944 disappearance of this child, and then it picks back up in 1968, um, in the summer of '68, and the clues start coming back that this child might actually be in town, and so they start digging in and solving that. Um, but the thread is the main character um, is a pregnant woman journalist who moves from the big city to the small town, and she's following the case and she thinks she knows what happened to that child who disappeared, but she also thinks she's going crazy because there's something else very, very um, unpleasant happening in the town. Oh my goodness. And um, so uh, when, um, do you plan to uh, maybe turn this book into maybe a documentary or yeah, I actually have um, some exciting news on that front, but I can't share it yet. Um, I, have, oh, I don't have permission to talk about it, but there is some really good news coming out. I might think too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it sounds like, I mean, it, cause it, it sounds like, uh, again, like something that would, you know, uh, be on like a mystery channel, you know, uh, this book. Mm-hmm. I think there would be a great uh, pitch for it. Um, this, uh the book. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean, there is something just uh, captivating about true crime, right? I mean, we don't want it to happen to us. We wish it wouldn't happen to anybody else, but there's also something fascinating about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, have you ever, um, in the small town that, you, that you're from, have you ever witnessed uh, a situation similar to this? Yeah, well, so my book before Bloodline is called Unspeakable Things. Um, and mm-hmm. Unspeakable Things came out a year ago, December 1st. And um, it's it's doing so well. And so Amazon named it one of the best, top 20 best thrillers of 2020. Um, it's gotten a really positive response, but it's based on uh, a true story of the same town that I grew up in, Painesville. Um, and in the 80s, boys were getting abducted. Um, while I was living in Painesville, while I was in school, um, boys were getting abducted and nobody was really telling us what was happening. We just knew it was happening, that that boys would get taken and then they'd come back and they'd be different. 
Um, and then it culminated in uh, Jacob Wetterling being abducted, which was a very famous case in the Midwest in 1989. Um, and he lived just up the road from Painesville. Uh, he was 11 years old and he was abducted while he was uh, riding his bike. And it's a tragic story. And he um, was never found, but they discovered his killer confessed in 2019. Is that right? Do I have my years right? His killer recently confessed and then brought the police to Jacob's remains. And then it also came out that he was the one who had been abducting all the boys in Painesville. And so Unspeakable Things takes a fictional view of that true story. Oh, man. That's amazing. You know, that's... Yeah, that, um, that, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that people ask me if the town felt cursed growing up. Because the town is a population a few thousand, right? And these two terrible cases happened there. And so um, it, it, there are a lot of good people in the town, but also I think small towns can really sort of encourage this sort of behavior because people don't like to tell on their neighbors. And so it, it can be, um, it can be an intense place to live. Do you think that um, uh, when um, there's like a lot of, um, Mysteries within like small town like deaths, or um, do you think that um, there the town is literally like cursed, or uh, people like to say, "Oh, I want to move to that town, the small town, but there's a lot of deaths there's a lot." Of do you think that that could push people back away from moving in that particular area? I yeah, I do wonder about that, and I've um, I actually had a woman from that area come to one of my book signings and she said, you have to stop, right? You have to stop telling people what happened here. Nobody's going to want to live here. <laughs> but the thing is, everybody knows, right? I mean, the, uh, these stories are, are out there. I, did, I definitely did not create them. I just was inspired by them. You know, I, it's hard to say. I think people, I think people need to be informed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause I, I think it's important that they know, uh, the history of the town that they're moving in, you know, um, so they're just moving into, you know, to and know nothing about the time. They have to find out and have to find out, you know, and then, you know, to deal with that. It's truly, it could be mm. horrific, you know. Um, it, it could be, right. It, 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 instance, um, similar to the book, like, you move into a house and you say, oh, this is where the guy this is where he was burying a whole bunch of bodies, and um, <laughs> now you know he's moving. You know, you, and you're like, oh, there could be spirits here. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know. And then like, right. but, but once you once you um, buy the house, it's yours. Like, it's just it's hard to resell it once you buy. You know, so that could exactly. be, you know, that that's something to think about. Exactly. Yeah, we 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 need the whole picture so we can make an informed choice. Absolutely. I, as far as uh, you being an author, is there anyone or someone or a, a current author that inspires you in any way? Yeah, you know, the current author that I am loving is Rachel Housel Hall. Um, she's an, She is a, a mystery writer out of California, and her books are fantastic. Um, so within the mystery within the mystery genre, I really recommend Rachel's books. Otherwise, I'm a huge fan of Margaret Atwood. She wrote The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I love I love her stuff. A lot of her stuff is very weird, and I and it's delicious. I think it's fantastic. Um, otherwise, I'm just yeah, I'm always reading because it's it's the well that feeds my own creativity. So I just keep, try to keep that well filled. 
And uh, you are, you say, if I can get back a minute, you say you were a professor where? I'm sorry. Oh, no, I, I didn't say that's totally fine. It's a small uh, central Minnesota oh. community college. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you're a professor at the community college. Yes, writing and sociology, but this is uh, my last year. Oh, why? Oh, because I'm retiring to teach full time. Or I'm sorry, to write full time. <laughs> if my oh. life's backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been having the two full time. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say I've had the two full time jobs, writing and teaching, for twenty twenty plus years, and so now I can, I finally can do the writing full time. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure your I'm sure your students are going to miss you. You know the the ones that you've uh, educated in the past. You know of all the yeah. great knowledge that you give them. Um, I, you know, I think that you would be a great, um, forgive, like, input to uh, the scripts that they do for official uh, law and order. I think you would be, uh, I I think you should send some ideas to, like, Dick um, and them to over. I think they would be good. That would be so cool. I would love to. Based on the information that I read, I think it would be really good. You know, this is Mm -hmm. my thought. Um, um. So uh, this book comes out January 1st, correct? January 1st? Correct. Yep. January 1st. Absolutely. And we're definitely going to um, we're definitely gonna be supporting this and um, your book and also your work. You're, you're an amazing author. And um, I, I'm not going to keep you long, but I, I thank you so much for taking time out to come on the show. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And uh, um, just keep, keep doing amazing work. Keep doing your amazing writing, and um, I really look forward to your other projects. And um, I want you to uh, give out your website, your social medias, um, so that way my sister can find out more information about the amazing work that you're doing that you have coming up. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me, Timothy. Excuse me, I had a really good time talking to you. And if anybody wants to find out more, my website is www.jessicalowry.com, and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Jess Lowry. And again, it's L-O-U-R-E-Y. Absolutely. Jess, it was a pleasure. Um, it's not going to be your last visit. Uh, we're definitely going to be reaching back out to you uh, again really soon. Um, if I may ask, um, I know it's a pandemic, but um, what are your um, plans for the Thanksgiving holiday? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. We're going to just sit at home in our safe, cozy uh, house and FaceTime with some relatives, but otherwise just eat um, too much turkey and maybe do an X-Files marathon. <laughs> Are you doing all the cooking? I am. I am, but I love it. Cooking is very soothing for me. And so turkey, green bean casserole, mashed potatoes, gravy, bread, a few pies. Um, yeah. How about you? What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm actually working. Um, I actually, mm-hmm. besides doing radio, I, I'm actually um, a, a physician assistant. So I'll be at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'll be working. Um, you know, take care of some of the COVID patients. You know, oh. so I decided to pick up some shifts at the hospital to take care. You know, some of the COVID patients. You know, that is very kind of you. Please take care of yourself. Oh, thank you. And um, I again. Beth, I really appreciate you so much, and thank you so much. And um, this will not be your last visit. I'm definitely going to be reaching back out to you uh, very, very soon. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. 
That'd be great, Timothy. Thank you. It was wonderful talking to you. All right. You have a blessed day. You too. Bye. To special thanks to sorry, Jessica Lowry. Uh, her book, Bloodline, January 1st, it's uh, where all books are sold. Uh, make sure you guys support that book. And any of her previous books that she's released, make sure you check out her website and her social media for more information uh, about what she's doing. And, um, again, she'll be back on pretty soon. But definitely reach back out to her uh, in the very near future to come back on the show for, you know, our upcoming uh, events and et cetera that we do here on the show. I'm going to jump into a track, uh, and uh, I'll be right back. This is going to be the show, Aaron, on Power Rain Point Four from and on your blog, Talk Radio Network. What you really like Baby, I can take my time We don't ever have to fight Just take it step by step I can see it in your eyes Cause they never tell me lies I can feel that body shake And the heat between your legs You've been scared of love And what it did to you You don't have to
Pray to a God that I don't believe in Cause I got time while she got freedom Cause when a heart breaks, no, I don't break even From a She found a man and then she's gonna turn her phone. Well, I'm wide awake, she's no trouble sleeping. Cause when I don't break Break, no, don't break even 